Um, MRI, yeah, I had MRI. It, it come back negative, so it's just, you know, oh. it's just a, a, a like a, I don't know, a long-standing mystery illness, and I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. So I, I, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs, and and um, and some days they just don't, they just don't work. Well, some some days, yeah, but um, anyway, they don't know what's happening, but they'll figure it out. I, it's just shitty, but it's not as shitty as you. Um, Mine's yeah. not shitty. Apologies. Mine is just, it is. It's my path, my choice, I think. I know. I, I'm a little I bit know. jealous in a way. I was looking forward to an MRI that would come back and give me some sort of date or certainty <laughs> of like knowing <laughs> at least what's going on. It's true. I do know a lot more about how I will die. Yeah. Uh, you can tell my speech is more difficult now than yeah, last yeah. week. That's why it's, uh, it's, it's, it's urgent. It takes your speech out and your writing and your swallowing eventually your breath goes. Yeah. ALS. But, uh well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's 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 upsetting. Um I don't know. It's we just seem to have connected in some way um with the brief things that we've done together and moments we've had together. <laughs> And we do the really connect the community that we share around the world. Yeah. Right. It's late in my life and early in your life. And so yeah. we're not going to overlap long enough for what we could share. Yeah. Yeah. Well, statistically, it's not that early in my life. I'm I'm in the twilight years. <laughs> yeah. How old after, are you? After 50, if you're male and Aboriginal in Australia, like the clock's ticking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, I'm um, so blessed to have known you, even for a short time. Starting with your book helped me connect with you before I personally knew you. Yeah, well, it's it just it it's um it's very humbling, you know, because it's not like my book's a bestseller or anything. But you're you're a best-selling author, you know, like the Carol Sanford out there you know, making a mess in the thing, like you're kind of like the anti Ayn Rand. <laughs> yes, I am world. the anti Ayn Rand. <laughs> you're the anti Rand. <laughs> I'm sorry to have not gotten that book written, but I meant to write a fiction book in this life that was the opposite of Ayn Rand, but yeah, I yeah. didn't get that. Well, and it would have to be sexier. That's the thing. Yeah. Because Ayn Rand was like, um, I don't know, she's quite sexy for a conservative in how, how she was writing. There was there was quite a lot of lurid uh, bits and pieces in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she did that to get a lot of people to read her book. I probably couldn't have been very good at that, but yeah. who knows? Maybe yeah. I would have learned. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, she didn't know much about Greek mythology anyway. Um, no. For a start. <laughs> No, she, yeah. she, she actually misknew or believed in a lot of promises which were not true. Yeah. It's terrible that she had such a big voice. Well, look, this is why we're losing, and this is why we're going to lose. Like, we're going to lose, Arnie. We, we are what losing. are we losing? What are we losing? Well, we're, we're, losing, we're losing the fight against stupid in the world because... Um, I mean, fascism will win. Like, it certainly will win. Um, authoritarianism, so coercive sure? coercive governance is going to win. It's it's going to win the day uh, because stupid works. They don't have to know anything. 
us arguing on the other side of more you know uh, actual complexity and stuff yeah. that actually correlates at least with reality and in some sort of vague way um you know we're at a disadvantage because you know we have to take time and check our sources and you know and we have to have a retractions policy and a corrections policy and we, <laughs> and we have to like right. have peers reviewing our stuff and we have to you know, basically, we have to adhere in some way to something that we know uh, before and and we kind of we have to tentatively make claims or posit things. We can't just be out there like, but they just get to barrel out in the world as soon as the thought comes into their head and assert it. And at the same time, in within five minutes can assert also the opposite of that thing. You know, there's no they're not they don't even have to adhere to their own internal logic that's the advantage that they have it's like a freaking superpower you know the last chapter of this book that i'm sending you parts of has an answer for you which is that i there are a set of social phases which we develop in that if we just turned a few of those uh it would make a difference so uh, when I was researching or rethinking the Ayn Rand, our anti-Ayn Rand book, I came across a set of four or maybe five levels of social development. And mm. one of them is breaking down. Only one, but it is possible to intervene there and make a change. And it, it's, I don't have it in the pages I've sent you, but let me try and do a short description. Yes, um, yes, please. There is a, in the middle level something called wanderers or drifters or tramps where they don't know what to think. They are not taught how to think. That's why I'm writing this book. They don't know how to think for themselves. Mm. And so they pick up with the, this lower level called the lunatics, which are the people you're talking about who offer ideas that they're getting from uh, of the lowest level, which Gurdjieff called the Hasnamas, which are people who benefit by other people's pain. And mm. we have quite a few of those floating around. And the lunatics have joined the Hasnamas at the bottom here uh, and take their ideas and make money for the Hasnamas. So almost every person that I'll speak in the U.S. then, that is the um, head or is elected to political office is a, uh, a lunatic in terms of borrowing ideas from the lowest level, and mm. then they get supported by them. Now, mm. the problem is they become people who spread ideas and attract the tramps and the people who are confused and don't yeah. know anything about what you're talking about. Now, there is two levels above it, which is uh, if we can manage our own state, will help. One is the good householder, mm. the people who are seeking to do good things in the world, live a good citizen life, and uh, kind of live their whole life um, meaningfully. Mm. But there's a level above that, which uh, this uh, Sufi philosopher I'm citing here, uh, is called a good householder with magnetic center. Mm -hmm. Means they are deeply connected through the meaning of their life having meaning, the work they do producing something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I've been working only toward those people right now to get them, and you're gonna have to help pick up when I leave, <laughs> uh, where they are working on themselves, themselves not to fall into despair, which I worry about you when you, uh, and they have uh, a duration, a, a, an understanding of how you can make change. And they need to be working with this middle level, the wanderers, the confusers, the drifters, because nobody is uh, for, uh, trying to really help develop the capacity to think for yourself that needs to exist here. These people yep. cannot think for themselves and they fall prey to the lunatics and then therefore yep. they get the other stuff. So all my books, all my work has been to get people 
to be working with the people who are wandering and change the system that don't let them learn to think for themselves. And that's a guy named Gurdjieff, who was a Middle Eastern philosopher that wrote about that. Mm -hmm. And I'll send you actually a paper, although it's not incorporated into the the book, about this entry point Mm -hmm. of working with people who can't think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Therefore, no more gold stars. We're making it worse. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's your new book. It's in draft now still. And it's like the first... So as you go through the first few chapters there, it kind of the scene, you know, for all of this, um, you know, and it's still like still very fluid, your first chapter that's trying to nail down the history of this. Um, that it's it's working really hard to show how the history of this is is reflected in, you know, um you know, responses to um you know the abolition of slavery and things like this you know um right so you you're building you know all that history around which i'm I'm sure people are gonna you know try and slam you for being like a critical race theorist or something although you're slamming you're also like really um you know have um, unpacking all the epistemological side of things but i don't know it's 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 in a different way it's um it's it's hard to explain your tone and your 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 method your process you know with the writing it so connects with a person but it's with that you know how i, I like i call yani like i don't call a lot of non-aboriginal people arty but i call you arty cuz you're one of those few people who um you know has the authority and uses it to to try and make me step up and 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 uh, meet my relational obligations in this world <laughs> when I'm trying to dodge it. <laughs> uh, I, and, you know, I and you have that way of being able to do it without me hating you for it. So, um, you know, well, that's what, uh, you know, some people try to do it, but I hate them for it. I, I call them brother well, or sister, but uh, the, ones who, <laughs> the ones who I don't hate for it, that make me love them. Um, that's Artie, I guess. And that's you. I do believe <laughs> you have. Well, that's that's what this book is, though, for the world. It's this. It's right. a call. It's a it's an elder call, an elder who has elderly authority, you know, putting out a call to the world uh, to set aside this originally well-meaning behaviorism, you know, this yeah. coercive psychologies, economies, the psychologies, economies, epistemologies, etc. You know, and methodologies of coercion and control, basically, and um, and. <laughs> A lot of people have tried to do something about these things. And uh, so it's a bit of a task, but you're taking a good hard run at it um, with you. It's like you're, you know, in Lord of the Rings, it's like you're the monster who's fallen down into the pit and you're just having a last flick of your whip up to just try and (laughs) drag that pesky wizard down with you. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm shooting fireworks from my pit. Uh, about what, <laughs> yeah. what you, if you can see what I see, you can see there's a way out. And I yeah. went, I lived as long as I could working yeah. on it my whole life. But uh, I think people like you have a platform that you have no idea how big it is and how much uh, white people are listening to you. And uh, if you cannot hate them, I think you can have an even more powerful voice. And That's I'm kind of counting on you to do that. All right. So, all right. I'll pick a different movie then. I won't punish Gandalf <laughs> just because he's white. Let's go with, um, let's see Val Kilmer in Tombstone. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with movie metaphors for what you're doing right now, Arnie. So, Val Kilmer, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you ever saw that, but he's, uh, so he's Doc Holliday. Well, you know, uh, you might know the the Wild West history. Know, so he's so Doc Holliday. He's dying of, of of consumption, and he just can't get up out of his deathbed. Uh, but he still shows up for the big showdown to like save his friend Wyatt Earp and all that sort of thing. And he's yeah, like blasting bad. away, and he and he and he kills the bad guys. Anyway, so I can sort of see it like that, maybe. Because and that's really apt. Because I'm I'm struggling a bit with Val Kilmer at the moment, like <laughs> too. You know, it's like it seems like everybody's uh seems like there's a lot of it going around. 
this kind of, you know, uh, mortality. Yeah, there is. It kind of yeah, yeah. happens to everyone. It does. Uh, I think I'm noticing so it. More I have one, one thing I think can easily happen with the brilliant work you've done is people co-op it and then say, I mean, I mean we're now indigenous, right? Yeah. And yeah. how to learn to protect yourself from that. I even as a woman had to learn to protect myself yeah. from people saying I said something I didn't say. And yeah. I look at the places you're uh, lending your your image and your coattails kind of. Mm. And I think you'll keep needing to be very careful about that because yeah. when people get you on their platform or their course, uh, yeah. it easily uh, looks like now they are an indigenous and most of the course that's being offered is counter to what you're saying. So I, yeah, yeah. Here, well, it's, that's, to... that's exactly, yeah, that, that was the biggest message in my book. Yeah. Was that that's, that's what neoliberalism does. And I right. said, I, and I said in that book, uh, in the chapter forever limited forever LTD, was yeah. which was supposed to which was my original title for the book ah uh, the whole point of that chapter and of that original title for the book was the idea that the absolute worst outcome for this book sand talk which is what yeah. it ended up being called the absolute worst outcome for this book would be um the west embracing it yeah you know or you know well, the global uh, the anglosphere embracing it because that's that's what they do they embrace a thing they take yeah. on some of the symbols and some of the you know memes of the thing and they take on the title of it and the shiny bits and then they they bend it around twist it to do right to keep replicating the same old structures of what they're doing so i said that would be the worst thing that would happen and it happened it happened and um yeah. But I'm. I think I'm doing a very good job, running around in the world sabotaging those little things <laughs> and doing a lot of trickster stuff and swearing on YouTube as much as I can. Um, yeah. So the more I can discredit my own work, the um, <laughs> the more I can, you know, light fires in the uh, in the sort of where where my work's been inserted into these these bigger structures of things, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And you're right. You you are pretty good when the, your voice gets to be heard to uh, counter what's going on. And mm. so, but the way the world is now, it's all abstract and on social media, and so you you can't mm. do all that. Well, when I met you, I have a whole different image now of your book. Uh, it's interesting, and I really realized one of the things I wanted to do is go back and read it from having mm. heard you swear and talk and all this stuff because it's not all in your book there's much no. in you that getting the word out matters mm. uh, i'm hoping i can talk you into writing something in a forward for my book and i would love for you to say something like that about mm. your own book and your own and because i am going after people who want to do it right but they don't get what you're saying about mm. the glitz mm. and that it makes them look better. So, well, I've been trying. Did, I've been trying okay. to write write that forward. It's it's taking up a lot of my cognitive load at I the moment. And but I'm I figured sorry, uh, I if we to... if we have a yarn, if we have this yarn, then um, I can yeah. write it. For, I can write it from our yarn. You're right. That's yeah, true. And that's how that's how we'll do it. So I figure we'll, we'll yeah, that's what this this yarn is here. It'll be nice. And I'll just write the forward out of that. It'll be easier and um and it'll be better that way. Um yeah, and so I'm sorry I haven't been responding much to the emails. It's been it's been a weird time and um I don't know, I, I find it really hard to talk to people and respond and connect to any of my relationships. <laughs> in the world right now beyond my immediate sort of family you know it's it's just been a very hard year lots of grief and death and murders and and stuff going on and it's been a bit tricky oh my god with and with my uh, with my health it's been really bad and just just in our household there's been 
you know, quite a bit of really like uh, incapacitating sort of illnesses and injuries that have made things a bit difficult. Yeah. And like, you know, with the four-year-old autistic boy, like us, like full-time, just trying to deal with him yeah. and do everything that needs to be done for him. And as well as all the, you know, administrative, <laughs> which is even harder uh, stuff. It's, um, well, you know, it's, it's been tricky. So I, I, um, anyway, I, I kind of not well, really apologize for I, not, I not responding too much to the emails as I should be. Uh, yeah. And, and my impersonal know. kind of like three word replies. <laughs> yes. Next month. <laughs> kind of thing. Well, I think um, the thread of this yarn for mm. me, if it's helpful to you, is yeah. you and I are representing in some ways the two focuses the world has. We yeah. are going to hell in a handbasket. And I think we have hope if we understand a different way of stepping in. Now, maybe yeah. I'm saying it too hard, uh, but yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird because you're looking at you're looking at me and seeing hope, and I'm just I'm yeah. looking at you and seeing the end of hope. You know, <laughs> but that's the headspace. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm negative. It's just like oh, oh, only one more book. You know, yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of going. Well, that this book better do it. It better do the yeah, thing. Or, right. um, yeah. Because I I don't know. You think I'm going to be able to do that sort of stuff and. I, just I think know. you're not alone in I doing it. I am not it. alone. I am not alone. Right. There's right. good people. Yeah, there are good people I in the world. Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, I think it's sometimes our own thoughts defeat mm. us. Mm. We don't know how to manage the despair we introduce mm. when our window floats in from outside. Yeah. And what I've done for the last forty-seven years with my members and my communities teach them how to watch that you know you know the way the zen buddhists say yeah. if you just watch it fly through your head it mm. would then drop into you and yeah. you say oh that's like that's what i'm doing with my dying all right mm. everybody dies it's now my turn yeah. uh we don't know why i'm women never get this only nine thousand people around the world a year get it why mm. me and my answer, because I switch my thought is, I chose this before I was born as my path. Mm. And I don't want to change my mind now. So mm. join with it and understand that you can bring a lot of people into understanding about dying. Mm. And I'm getting more opportunities to speak and now I'll get to use all that. Yeah. But I want other people to learn to die and accept and use my dying as a way to understand more of that. Mm. Um, mm. And it's it's mostly uplifting people, giving them hope, uh, yeah. because I'm not in despair about it mm. at mm. all. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not really <laughs> in despair. I, it's just, you know, you have you have just moments, you know. Yeah, it's usually when you're that's like, all right. When you're like moving through a doorway, I find it drops on you. Yeah. Those moments just of feeling, you know, a bit sad, just thinking about Yeah. I know my children are doing that too. Think about you. Think about Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> Having a sad oh. moment. Yeah. No, I'm being cheeky now. But you know, um, I don't know. You just that this work is important. I'd be interested to know who you think are um you know the key people to be watching and working with and encouraging and um uh, in the world at the moment um you know as we go along um yeah uh but also also in general like what we need to be focusing on like um you know it it is it is the the infrastructure of this uh this thing that yet needs to be defined in this yard you know that you're combating you know the infrastructure of it is it has antiquity it is ancient it is yeah. it's not really ancient but it's 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 got some centuries on it you know yeah. and it's um you know and it's it's ubiquitous and it's self-organizing you know and that's the hard part it's it's a self-organizing system you know how do we get in there and how do we have that uh 
the wisdom to do it you know because we can't just jump in and seize the means of production and change things anymore it's 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 yeah. it's 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 more about you know i don't know seizing control of the production of meaning if that makes any sense is it some yeah it does but I, 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 I'm uncomfortable with that idea because I don't, I'm not into the postmodern idea that, you know, if you there's nothing exists outside of the text. And if you control the discourse, you control the reality, because I don't believe that's true. You know, I don't believe no. that's true at all. So no, I don't know. So all of that, there's all my, there's all my thoughts and, and, and um, I don't know, queries and concerns. That you might I know pick little bits of those threads and riff on Rani. okay well one of them is i believe that there's only one thing we need to work on it's nodal a nodal n-o-d-a-l idea and we keep trying to work on everything like we try and work on racism and uh, uh inequity and everything that's broken there's so much of it i believe yeah. there's one source to it all and if we could get uh and this relates to who i guess we follow uh if we could get to working on epistemologically it doesn't matter the subject uh working on how we help people know and learn it would change in a very short period of time. I did it to myself, so I know. Mm. I changed how I worked on learning and mm. epistemological questions because I realized that, for example, racism is based on a set of false principles mm. or premises which are never questioned, which is the idea that there's any such thing as race. Mm. There's no such thing as race. But we've made it up out of all cloth because people are in different climates, conditions, and they put different color and some cultural things. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it, uh, you and I are absolutely uh, the same being nature. We're, mm -hmm. We have some indoctrinations and some cultural things. But if we uh, learn to examine premises, we would mm. know that you and I are related mm. and we're that's an appeal to reason. That. And how does that work with the lunatics you were talking about before and all the useful idiots? You know, that's, well, the, that's, that's it, the, almost the majority. It's like, I it, has to, it has to be like 60, 65% of the population. No, know? I don't think it's 65. I think the wanderers and drifters are 60 right. or so. Okay. I think the lunatics are probably only uh, 10 or 12 percent yeah uh, but they have a lot of power and mm. they feed and draw on these uh drifters and wanderers mm. so i i don't work on them i work on the people who are trying to work on change the yeah. people who are the good householders with magnetic center because they have built the most platforms and the most way to have leverage and the what I'm working on them about right now is quit trying to solve the problems which are based on false premises and work on the one premise, which is that until we know how to think, we can't come up with any decent solution. We keep mm -hmm. copying, borrowing other people's. And that's what I'm trying to do is show how to do this. And that's the last book with Mm -hmm. A set of 24 shifts in practice, which you haven't nice. gotten yet or working on. And if you mm -hmm. change how you were a manager, a teacher, a parent, and all those places, just how you help kids learn and mm -hmm. then how you help others learn so you don't have experts mm -hmm. and people outside so people can learn to think for themselves. Now, mm -hmm. when they run into the lunatic, they question. Mm -hmm. But we don't teach them how to do that. We mm. we let them wander around in the wilderness. Mm. If maybe that's what the Bible meant when mm. it talked about people wandering in the wilderness, mm. people couldn't think, couldn't see, couldn't make sense, and so they are so afraid that they give in to the lunatics. Yeah. If we get rid of the pile in the middle, <clears throat> we don't care who the lunatics are. They have no audience. Mm. But in this in this structure, this you know this comp 
like baked in this competition there's incentive um yeah you know there's incentive structures um and and systems you know throughout and i guess that's what you're referring to with the idea of gold stars yeah so, you know how, how do you get to no more gold stars i mean at the same time you know it because you're a contrarian you're a progressive yeah. contrarian i believe um it, it's no more gold stars that that could be like um it's a clever title because that might appeal to your libertarians too and you kind of like the idea of like you know oh everybody gets a you know <laughs> everybody gets a medal <laughs> whether they win or lose yeah. you know <laughs> it's like they're <laughs> you know they're um i don't know they're teaching the kids to be beta cucks and all that sort of thing uh, grooming yeah. them etc anyway uh so people might see that title and and I don't know, they they buy that anyway and uh and find a very oh, different very different message inside. But yeah, what so what's your what's your thoughts on this? Is that what you're referencing? That incentive system, perverse yeah. incentive system yeah. and competition and the competitive dynamics and um that control, right. like the carrot part of the carrot and stick uh kind of paradigm. That works because we don't teach people to think for themselves because the behaviors said they can't. We have false beliefs about mm -hmm. how people can build a mental structure and way of thinking that lets them question everything. And we, instead of doing that, try and teach them good answers. So uh, now we have well-intended parents, my top or the fourth level ladies who give gold stars for doing the right thing, not yeah. understanding the problem is giving gold stars at all, mm. or you know, they are, they're uh, anti-racist, they're uh, doing good for communities with donors and volunteerism and doing yeah. the right uh, 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 sustainability and all that stuff. So they give them gold stars. They're magnifying the problem mm. by trying to give uh, rewards and recognition to the progressive view of what's right. And both of them are crazy. You don't want mm. anyone raising children telling them what's right and wrong and giving them gold stars because both of those undermine my ability to use my full human capacity. And mm -hmm. we make people susceptible to lunatics on either side when we do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There are similarities too. There are. So, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. A, a lot of them end up um, marching and protesting together side by side right. <laughs> from both ends of the lunatic spectrum, like, yeah. uh, you know, in say like a Canadian trucker convoy or something. <laughs> Or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I they, did, they seem to have a lot in common. <laughs> Whether when they're I like chanting with drums and crystals or bloody, you know, tat getting a, a freaking swastika tattooed on their shoulder, they got the same ideas right. after them. Yeah. That, that's my point for sure in this book is yeah. that if we don't teach people to think for themselves, they are one kind or the other of yeah. a wanderer. And yeah. they'll join with one kind or the other of lunatic. Mm -hmm. And never mm -hmm. in there do they learn to question what you just mm -hmm. said or what I'm saying or anything, because we're we're trapped in that there's a worldview that's right. And we have to get yeah. everyone in. Them. And if it's really bad, they're lunatics. Mm -hmm. And they want you to come pay money, join their cult, or yeah. finance them. And then they're all falling toward the bottom. Well, look, it's a big, um, it's a big net though. Like it's very scalable now with uh, communication, the particularities right. of the communication technologies, etc., and like what you can do with uh, with the AIs, etc., for manipulating people, like PR. You know that original, all the Edward Bernays stuff, all the, you know, um, you know Freudian stuff that got flipped around and bloody, um, you know, to, that became the PR kind of you know uh mechanism you know and that stimulus response you know that that kind of got weaponized against the public that was you know that was quite damaging for a long time but now it's it's like a weapon of mass destruction 
and uh, <laughs> you know it's it potentially if you look at what uh you know steve bannon and, and crew have been doing and quite openly saying they're doing and uh wow. you know the stuff that came out of cambridge analytica and all that kind of thing it's um you know you can see that you know there's a lot of manipulation you uh, you know a lone lunatic what were you calling were you saying wanderers no wonder well, that's just not an anti-semitic dog whistle is it yeah no i don't think so <laughs> it's a just, just gotta check in just gotta check in just in case sometimes you find you're talking to really nice people and they turn out to be um weird <laughs> anti-semitic demons so uh yeah no these Gurdjieff, the guy who created the system, maybe called them tramps, T-R-A-M-P-S, because they okay. wander around looking for the answer. Um, yeah. But they all end up feeding what Gurdjieff on the bottom called the hosnamas, H-A-S-N-A-S-A-S, hosnamas, right. which is the one that benefits from pain of other people. Right. Well... To benefit from pain of others. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's um, Donald Trump and all the folks you just mentioned a minute ago from Ben yeah. and they are, they actually only get money when other people get hurt. That's it. That's it. There's a lot of people who I don't know. They like to have enemies, to have this, have this big outsider group that's, you know, that's defined as the enemy, and right. I don't know to feel triumphant when that enemy is punished. And then they like to have like, well, you know, the libs, for example, uh, you know, as their as their enemy, and they like to see the libs owned. Etc. It's like I, yeah. I like to see that person in distress. I like to see that person doxed, so that um, <laughs> you know there are people, you know, lots of angry people who know where their house is, and you know, one in ten thousand of those people is insane enough to go around there with a rifle, you know, maybe, yeah. and um, you know, and immediately we're going to deny that, or we're going to say that it was the libs themselves that did it. It was a false flag, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, yeah. Or, you know, actually, you know, they were gay <laughs> as well. And so, you know, and everybody knows gay people are crazy and like to shoot themselves. It's like, oh, my God. Of it's just, yeah. there's just no, there's no rhyme nor reason to any well, of it. There, and it keeps going around no and around. They're completely unaccountable, even to their own logics, um, to their own supporters, to their own epistemology, to their knowledge base, to anything yeah and that's because they're looking to the bottom level to get their support it doesn't matter as long as you track this middle level downward instead of let them get i don't know the upwards is the right word but if you're here the lunatic you're constantly drawing from this pool so that they follow the lowest possible order and as they say, they only need 10%. Uh, is it 10%? You know, there's a, there's a group in there called the 10 percenters. I think they are. And that's uh, and it's a reference. It's a reference to, I think it's 10 is the number. And it was one of the big uh, groups, like, you know, like the Oath Keepers and, you know, they have those oh. big kind of, uh, you know, Boogaloo Boys, all those kind of things. One of the really big ones is that uh, 10 percenters. I think it's all the 8 percenters or some bloody percent. But it's basically the idea is it's citing the, um, uh the 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 percentage of the population um that was required for the revolution that gained you know uh independence from great britain <laughs> independence from britain in the you know revolutionary war and all that kind of thing um so yeah there's that idea that you know you only need this small percentage of the population who are ready willing and able to take up arms uh, in order right. to have an effective revolution so they're calling themselves that and and they're also in the oath keepers, which is you know swearing an oath around the sim around similar things. And the idea that right. you don't really need democracy, you know, you don't really need rule of law, you know. I mean, you right. do, but you don't need that to come under any democracy or to be for most people. That needs to be for a very particular kind of person, 
you know, and it's deployed and weaponized against uh, all other kinds of people. And it sort of maintains supremacy, you know, through extraction yeah. and coercion and etc. Yeah, there's an interesting another group that says two percent that is um, uh, at the Maharishi International University where right. they meditate for 24 hours and drop the level of crime. Uh, so maybe it's not as many as we think, and it could, yeah, that's good news and bad news. Yeah. Uh, how are we doing my yeah, mouth is tired pretty good to be hard to talk yeah yeah all right i just uh i was just checking up and i think it is 10 percent. i just had to do a fact okay. check that's terrible i normally don't want to do that in a yarn like actually google something it's it sort of destroys <laughs> well we, we're making it irresistible that's yeah that's it um so anyway, so you are looking a lot. So the, there's there's questions that you ask right at the start of your book, and one of them is, you know, um, you know, how come all this disinformation and the rise of all these idiots, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, you know, it's 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 very tricky. Um, uh, if so, you yeah. have better questions, please offer them. No, I like those questions. I just I wanted to so have you ever wondered why it is that in a culture that celebrates its work ethic uh, most people hate their jobs yeah why in a de democratic society people dislike and distrust their government why social and economic inequalities seem baked in regardless of how much education effort or funding we throw at trying to correct them why does a growing deluge of scientific information about ecological and planetary collapse generate indifference or anxiety, but not deep change in the ways we live and work? Why do wild conspiracy theories garner more trust than carefully documented research? Um, yeah, so, you know, I wanted to make sure that we honored that side of the, you know, disinformation and organized, um, you know, assholery that's going on in the world I, I thought i'd want to make sure we got a bit of uh given a bit of space to that in the conversation it's a big part of your opening questions in your book right mm. so well, why all those why all those things i think i spoke to that a little bit earlier that but maybe make a better connection yeah um, well if, if you can nutshell it's the difference between what I call existence and the essence of how we work on it. So if you work on existence, you're always looking at the issues, which all of those are statements of. Uh, and until you can look at, wait, what's behind all that? And behind and behind. Mm. And I'm arguing in this book that what's behind every one of those questions is really people not uh, working on uh, how they learn to think about, you know, and so they're wise and uh, observing of themselves and their state and their premises and what's behind, who told them that and who told them that. We don't get behind far enough to really answer those questions. They're mm. still always in existence. Now, when does that matter? Um, existence is very hard to change things are locked in their system and uh, structurally encased and very hard to move and so you've got to ask the question about what keeps reinforcing that list of questions i gave you and in every case it's no one questions anything when they get it no one yeah. understands the source of their own thinking and that's actually what a fascist mind means. Yes. It takes, right? And so the point of those is for me to be able to say as we go along, but the answer to working on all of these is this uh, building the capability of this middle level mm. of drifters and tramps to, to think for themselves. So they question these lunatics mm. and they question the good householder. They learn to yeah. think for themselves and 
we could get to a deeper capability and to work on all those questions and not accept them in the way the fascist does, the way the mind takes in unexamined what they are taught by the people that look like them or offer mm -hmm. a pack, compact solution already tested or already or arguing for that's already known. So yeah. I think we're working at too shallow a level when we work on the existence issues and problems and so forth, not mm -hmm. on the mind that's processing them. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm only a few chapters in, yeah. Um, so I imagine towards the end, there's like, <laughs> you go, oh, here's where you, here's where you have to poke. Yeah. Here's the, here's the pressure, have, uh, pressure point. <laughs> uh, I can send you a little further along. Uh, yeah. Although it's not as finished and edited, uh, but it gives an idea of what the, when I say I give 24 ways to poke as you said mm. uh one of them is you never start a meeting without creating a conscious shock whether that's a yeah. classroom or a child because you have to wake people up otherwise they're just taking stuff in and yeah. you have to make sure they are the ones thinking about what is important and how to how to test, you invite your children and you say, I said this to my kids, don't ever accept anything I tell you without questioning and without mm -hmm. testing it, with trying it in your life. As they got older and older, their teen years, they weren't fighting me, they were fighting their own uh, rem reminder mm -hmm. to question what I was telling them and try it in life and see. And if you do that kind of engagement with every person versus become an influencer. I hate it when people call me a, a thought leader or an influencer because it means me I'm working against my very epistemology mm. of, of my job is to help people think for themselves, be discerning, be discriminating, uh, not be adopting and borrowing uh, from whoever's selling the best thing, whether it's you know, where it is along the scale. How do I build the mental capability to become discerning and tell what is true and not? Then we wouldn't have these 60 some percent of people we're talking about lost, all right, drifting and tramping around, waiting for uh, the the lunatics to come sell them or the Good, good deeders, the do do gooders are as bad. So, mm -hmm. oh, anyway. Well, Andy, I can't even, I can't even wish you well. I'm, <laughs> I yes, can only, can. <laughs> I can only wish you, like, you know, uh, keep firing those Parthian shots like Doc Holiday. And, um, yeah. I like yeah. the idea of that movie. I didn't see it getting up off your deathbed and still standing <laughs> for something. Yeah. Um, yeah, still still getting up, putting on the cape. Because it was a yeah. cape. I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. you got to watch that movie yeah. now. <laughs> did did well, you ever you see it? Tombstone. It. Tombstone has got Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer. And you know Val Kilmer's in a similar predicament, except he's further along than you in his speech degeneration. Is he? So, yeah, when he goes in. So if you watch like the the last, they did another Top Gun. Top Gun with Tom Cruise, and of course he was. Right. You know, Val Kilmer was in the original one. He was the Ice Man, you know. And anyway, so he come back for that. He's come back for a few things, a couple of movies, where he's in there, but he can't talk. You know. Hmm. So he's going to like type on his computer or on his phone, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I do that. I do a lot of typing. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he can't talk now. But he's but still, showing, my still wife, showing up, my doing some Doc Holiday Parthian shots. But not as effective as you because you're the anti-Ayn Rand. You're the anti-Rand. <laughs> and you're going to undo all these bad curses in the world. And all these libertarian freaks in Californian ideology bastards yeah. um try and unravel this tapestry of chaos and unreason 
I'm going to do my last part I can, and then I'm leaving it to you. Yeah, well, I'm going to punt that on to someone else. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> it's better. Uh, <laughs> as no, we go along. I will. I'll, I'll do your, I'll follow your example. I'll do as, as much of the Parthian thing as I can, shooting off the back of the horse there as I run away. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, and then we'll see how we go. See how we go from there. I'll tag someone right. else. You're it. You're it. I love you, Annie. It's so good to talk to you again. And good I love and you terrible. too, Tyson. Yeah. Uh, I've probably known you in another life because I love you too much to yeah, have yeah. only a one connection. It's so strange. It just connected up it really, uh, really, really hard and strong somehow. Yeah. I don't know how that works, uh, but I it just does. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right well let me know what else you need for the book and for your life i suspect i'll live another six months or maybe a year so i'm not yeah. gone instantly and i'm still running all my community groups who are willing to put up with it being hard to talk and so uh, a lot of people working on the subject you and i care about well they ought to they ought to put up with it. Yeah. People could put up, they could put up with Val Kilmer not even talking the movie, then they should be able to put up yeah. with you talking slightly slower because you're doing pretty damn well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Uh, well, love you. I'll cut you after. Uh, I'm going to have also. a listen through this one and, and then I'm going to try to write the foreword out of that. And All right. I'm, I'm only Thank taking you. time out of my leave for you and everyone else can get stuffed. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right. All right. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. -bye.